Trawler Talk, the podcast for trawler nuts and long-range cruising enthusiasts. As the signature podcast of Passage Maker Magazine, Trawler Talk aims to engage, educate, and inspire as we dive into the very best of the long-range cruising lifestyle. I'm your host, Andrew Parkinson. episode of Trawler Talk. Andrew Parkinson here, Editor-in-Chief of Passage Maker Magazine, and we've got a fun episode for you today as we delve into the dynamics of living aboard, or more specifically, living aboard and cruising with kids. A majority of people who cruise even part-time are doing it in the later years of life, when they finally have the time and the means to make the long-range lifestyle possible. But not everyone follows that script. One exception is the Palmer family. Today we're going to meet Brooke and Braden Palmer, who, along with their daughter Rooney, their son Penn, and their two dogs have been living aboard their Nordhaven 55 mermaid monster for a couple of years now. Like many live aboards, they bought the boat, liquidated most of their land-based life, and then embarked on the adventure of a lifetime. And they've also been inspiring thousands of cruisers via their YouTube channel with a slice of life video documentary of the highs and lows of living and raising their kids on a floating home. Naturally, we wanted to talk to them about it. So joining us now are Brooke and Braden Palmer of both YouTube fame and the Nordhaven 55 Mermaid Monster. Hey guys, welcome to Trawler Talk. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having us. Let's talk about how you got here, first of all. What what inspired you to get the boat and start living the dream? Who wouldn't want to do this? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we were, do you want me to explain? Yeah, go, you ahead, go explain? ahead. Yeah, you can explain. We were living in Newport Beach, California, in our home. And we were just living the daily grind like everyone else. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for us, it actually, we started growing apart and we kind of decided, what are we doing? Like, we're not spending time together. I didn't see him. He didn't see me, didn't see the kids. And we were actually in the process of demoing our home and we were going to build a new home. And we had got the permits done. We had everything ready to go. And I woke up and Brayden woke up and we looked at each other literally like out of a movie and just said, this isn't right. Like, let's go buy our boat. From the first time I talked to Brayden and I met him back in college, like a long time ago, our first conversation was about boating, right? Didn't that come up? It came up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we said, what do we want to do? Like, if you could do anything in your life, what would you do? And we both agreed that we wanted to travel the world with kids. And I think that was pretty, um, like, I think there's a lot of people that think that, but they don't think they can do it. And what was your first experience with boating? Did you both grow up around the water? I grew up, I grew up next to the water the whole time. And so I would always be walking the docks and just kind of thinking about it always. And then I lived on the East coast on the intercoastal waterway for a while. And I always enjoyed talking to all the boaters that came in up and down the waterway. Found a lot of, um, it seemed to be in the Virginia area. There was a lot of uh, Australian and and different European families doing this. And I thought, well, those guys, they're doing something right because it sure looks like a good time. They seemed happy, as I think is what you told me. Yeah, they did seem seem like it was working out. And I also grew up on the West Coast, but I grew up in uh, Seattle, so on the Pacific Northwest side. And my dad always had a boat, you know, my mom and dad. And I'm one of six kids, so it was a little chaotic growing up. I'm the oldest and the bossiest, according to my parents. And um, has that changed? 
Yes, no. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, it hasn't. We want independent third-party verification, I think. <laughs> Careful with that answer, Brandon. You're confined I, to a boat. You know, you don't want to exactly. get in trouble here. Yeah. Whole other thing about si- surviving marriage. There's nowhere it's, to go. You got to figure it out. You do. But um, yeah, so I did grow up on the water always, and I have always loved nature. I'm not really good in big cities and crowds. I mean, I think it's because I'm short and I don't, I can't see in a city. And so I love the outdoors and that's uh, translated to our family. So how did this thing start? You just looked at each other one day and said, honey, let's buy a boat. Okay. Yeah. Well, so, okay. So, so originally I, I, I was always concerned with the finances of everything. I think everyone is. And then, um, then we started looking at, uh, different school activities for the kids. And then I crunched the numbers on how much I'm paying in the cars that I wouldn't have to pay for anymore, the insurance and and all these daily things that just kind of added up. And and when I started comparing costs, I realized that it's not as out of the picture as maybe I thought, because all these things that you don't have, you're putting that money towards the boat. Wait a minute. So you're telling me I can buy a boat to save money? No, Go for not it. necessarily. <laughs> it's cost replacement. That's right. Exactly. Well, you, you, you did the p and on it, it and it made enough P&L. sense to sort of make sense. It wasn't as far off as I would have thought. Exactly. So, so to finish this, this story, that morning I started calling around. We always knew what boat we wanted. My Again, my dad is a huge part of this. Loved Nordhavens. And so that's what every morning you drag me in, check out this new Nordhaven. He has had Passage Maker delivered to our house since, you know, forever since it's been around. He's a man of good taste. Everybody. Yes, exactly. So we came to the conclusion we knew the boat we wanted. I called Nordhaven and I said, Hi, I'm Brooke. We want to buy a Nordhaven 55. And they were kind of like, Okay. And it was within three months. We got the boat, we put an offer on three different boats, settled on the one that we least expected. And then we packed our belongings, drove them across the US with our dogs in the car, and we moved on to the boat. It's been almost two years, actually. And the name of the boat is Mermaid Monster. The story behind that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, so Penn and Rooney are our kids, um, five and seven. And Penn uh, suggested that we name the boat Monster. And Rooney suggested that we name the boat Mermaid. Something Mermaid. Something Mermaid. Like sparkly right? Mermaid or something. Yeah, you know? a little, little long for the Who trans knows? in there. Who knows? It was a but, long um, name. But so we, we just, we meshed them together. We wanted something that was really easy to remember. I do get a little chuckle when I have to call in the boat name. You know, yeah, we're, co- okay. we're coming in <laughs> coming in the marina. Okay, what's your boat name? Uh, okay, what? say that again. <laughs> a lot of people, or people will say mermaid, Monster Mermaid. Monster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, see, there's a great point right there. Is right from the get-go, you brought your kids into the fun of this by letting yeah. them help name the boat. Yes, exactly. They named the tender, too. Well, I think Brooke named the tender. I did. The tender's name is, is Chicken. Yes. And so, most people are like, wait, I don't get it. I'm like, Chicken Tender, guys, come on. <laughs> like, wait, yeah. what? Because a lot of people say dinghy, you know, so... You know, tender. At first, I was thinking the game of chicken when you're trying to get to the marina. That a also works. But I, I like your way better. That's that probably, probably a nicer way to put it. So we clearly don't tender. take things too seriously in our household. You got on the boat. You yeah. left the dock for the first time as a family. Yeah. We made the mistake of our first cruise. The first time our maiden voyage was a four, no, a five-day cruise. Four nights. Like, we obviously did not think that one through. Every, I mean, my parents were there. They were seasick or my mom was seasick. Brooke's mom spent the entire... 
the entire journey on the salon couch yeah. in the back so with a blanket bad. over her head the oh, whole time. No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, because we left and it was bad weather. It wasn't good. And we just, we didn't know. So we thought, yeah. So we had a deadline because our friends were in New Jersey and we thought we we're going to meet them in New Jersey. So we went from uh, Southport, North Carolina, all the way to New Jersey uh, nonstop. And that's the biggest mistake is having a schedule cruising. I think it took us like a year to really deconstruct that mindset and shift it into like, you have to be submissive sometimes. Like you cannot force everything. And so that was a pretty brutal. The first cruising season, I don't think we understood that the boat is able to go in a lot of different conditions, but it's not as fun. So we've been, uh, we've gotten a lot better at understanding um, how to plan and how to go when, when when you should go. Yeah. So. I mean, what is the point and what's the rush? And how do the kids do? They honestly were fine and they're still fine. They're troopers. They do way better than I do a lot of times. I mean, it's fun. It's fun though. I mean, I, I have really good memories. Just, I, I take kind of the bulk of night watch when we go um, underway at night and we do like going underway at night because the kids can sleep and More everyone, covering ground, everyone but asleep. the person that takes night watch is pretty well rested when you get there. And then what happens is I'm sitting up there and then the kids normally, they wake up a little bit earlier when we're underway, yeah, it seems they do. like. Like before sunrise. And so they wake up and then Penn comes up with a blanket around him and kind of sits up there with me for the last like hour of night watch. And pretty just adorable. To think, and to I just, I just picture that I'm just, I'm in the middle of nowhere and I got my family here and we're watching the sunset together. Sunrise. Sunrise. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's, uh, it's it's a surreal experience. It yeah, really it's kind of hard to describe until you just try it. How's a division of labor aboard Mermaid Monster? Oh my gosh. Well, okay, we'll divide our roles. What do you do? So I do a lot of the boat maintenance, making sure that everything's mm-hmm. running right. Um, for instance, just yesterday, I looked at our bilge counter in the pilot house and I'm like, that bilge is going a lot. What's going on? I went down there and I cleaned the bilge and, um, and I felt the water in there and it cleaned it out really good. And then water's still rushing in. I'm checking the shafts. I'm checking everything. I have no idea where this water's coming from. There's a little hole in the very back of the bilge that's coming from a forward compartment. I check that out and I feel it and this water's warm. So one of the hot water lines had, uh, the seal, just an O-ring had become old and that, that valve needed to be replaced. And so now my job is figuring out how to get this valve replaced and make sure that we have the parts. So I'm ripping into one of our parts containers to figure that out. And I got to get all this done before anyone wants to shower because that's in the master, the master bathroom <laughs> so right there. Right? Water. And so, and then we have a guest coming on the boat tomorrow. So that's of course we don't want to look like these people that have this, uh, boat, no boat right? Yeah. We want to have the, the water but, and make mean, it as comfortable as possible. That's so typical. that's, yeah, it's pretty Every typical. Day. There's always something that's uh, kind of going on. And I'm, Brooke always makes fun of me that I'm running around with my uh, head chopped off, yeah. just trying to, and, he, and I'm just trying to take care to of, I'm trying to take care of random <laughs> things before other people notice them. For the beginning though, those problems took me all day. They took me all day to fix something very simple. And now 30 minutes, 45 minutes, it's. And we don't worry done. as much. You really learn to compartmentalize fear and stress, I would say. So meanwhile, while he's doing that, I'm feeding the kids breakfast. We homeschool, try to get a workout in. It's pretty much like a regular day. I mean, he's working still, so he's running his business up up in the pilot house. And then I'm editing later for our YouTube channel. And 
I don't know. We just, we jimmy it all in somehow. We provision. It's a fancy word for grocery shopping. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's a typical day. And how about the kids? What roles do they play on the boat? Oh my gosh, they're just patient. I would say that's their main role is just being patient. And when no, like no means no. In the beginning, there was a lot of empty threats. And now if I say no, they're like, okay. Because they know how serious it is out on the water. A little threatening. But um, So they take it very seriously. They, they take they it get the, very they, seriously. They know what to take seriously. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, and their role is, they're just kids. So Penn will help Brayden on the maintenance. It, it's handy. They're small, so they can fit in smaller places if, if you need I taught, help. I taught Penn how to do. <laughs> yeah. I Use thought, them. Exactly. <laughs> and, and this is something that, I, that is so funny to me. I can't change the oil on my car back at home. Yeah. But for some reason, I'm changing the oil on the boat, you know, every 250 hours or something. But, um, I mean, I grew up my whole life taking the car to Jiffy Lube. Jiffy Lube gets it done. 30 <laughs> yeah. minutes, it's done. I didn't even know what it consisted of to be completely <laughs> honest. I just knew that I didn't know what they were doing. And uh, there's not and, a lot of Jiffy Lubes in the Bermuda Triangle, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, exactly. Uh, but Penn, um, I taught Penn how to do the oil change. We did the generator and then we did the main engine and he, he, he he's got it. it down. I mean, he, he's got it down. I got to, I got to pull back because I'm not doing a, I'm not going to do an un, uh, uh, yeah, he's it's he really picks up on the maintenance stuff. Yeah, he does really good with it. And Rooney's similar to me with the nature and all that. And so she takes care of our dogs. We also have two dogs on the boat. And she feeds them, takes them out, plays with them, makes sure they have water. Um, and she babysits Penn. That's her primary role. She is his she role Make sure mom. he doesn't get in trouble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Penn's doing this. Mom, Penn's about to jump off the boat. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's that's their role. Yeah. Well, speaking of Rooney and Penn, we have some special guests sitting over in the wings over there. Do you want to maybe bring them in for a minute and yeah. hey, say Rooney, hi? Penn, come here. They have headphones They have on. noise they have canceling headphones on. headphones on right now. <laughs> hey, guys. Can you say hi? Hi. <laughs> Hey, Penn, tell us what it's like living on a boat. You have fun? Yes. And what do you do on the boat? What's your What's your job? I don't know. You don't know? What you're <laughs> I heard that you're pretty good at changing the oil. I don't even like doing that. You don't like doing that? <laughs> do you keep up? Uh, truth comes out on the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> Be careful what you say. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, do you guys, are you able to, or how do you earn toys? What By doing do you, chores. Doing chores. What are some chores that you do? Clean a room. That's the most just one we do. Yeah. Cleaning your room. What do you do, Rooney? Rooney likes to do the dishes. Yes. Rooney does a better job at the dishes than Dad. We've learned that. She's <laughs> really good. You. Yeah, she's really good. good. And I like doing the laundry. You do? Yes. So they discovered how a washing machine works. So they'll sit down there with a book and look at books while the laundry's going, and then they'll change it over. So... They're pretty awesome with that, actually. Do you like staying on the boat? I wish we could move into old house. <laughs> <laughs> Penn's going through like this phase right now. I don't know. He, he just wants the opposite of everything that we're doing. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how about making friends? Do your kids have cruising buddies? Like, has it been difficult for them to make friends, being on a boat, moving around all the time? I think that's kind of what's going on here with mm -hmm. Penn is uh, his best don't friend. Chew on my hair. Oh yeah, don't don't chew on the hair. His best friend lives in Newport. And it that is tough. Yeah. It's a tough aspect because they'll make friends. Well it's a 
positive. They're meeting people from all over the world and they'll make friends with them, but then they have to say bye pretty quick. So that is, that is tough on a little kid because that consistency is not there, but we go home quite frequently and they get to see their friends and it doesn't seem to be as hard on Rooney as it is on Penn. Have you met any other cruisers along the way that you've maybe stayed in closer touch with and maybe agree to meet up with at some destination down the line? You know, what's interesting, Brayden, too, we run into the same people. All the time. When you think of the community, it's really small. It's, it's not, not true. Yeah, it's not as big as, as yeah. maybe you'd think in the beginning. And so, and then when you narrow it down to boats with kids on them, it's even smaller. So you really do run into it. And if I, if we find another boat with kids, um, you can ask them, hey, how, remember that Swiss family with the two boys on it? Yeah. Did you guys run into them? Oh, yeah, we know them. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're running into them. Yeah, they're doing really good. Yeah. It's so, so true. Everyone, everyone knows. Gonna- Everyone knows everyone, right? It's kind of funny, and especially a, when you narrow it down to kids. And a good way to do that is uh, the fa- there's Facebook groups. There's a big one, Kids for Sale. That's Kids for Sale, S-A-I-L, as in sailing, right? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not going to advertise that one on the podcast. Careful, no. <laughs> be careful how you search for that. I know. Yeah, Brandon thinks it's horrible. Do not go to. No, no. Exactly. <laughs> so it's what's, good, it, like, though, what's it like going to school on the boat? What do you think? You like your teacher? Home is home school. Do you like it? Yeah. Why? Is it a teacher? Who is? You. Ah. Do I do a good job? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you learning about right now? Do you know? Oh, great. That's awesome. <laughs> My four-year-old says the same thing. He comes home from school. I'm like, hey, son, what did you learn today? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> but yeah, he, it, the homeschool thing is tough for anyone that's thinking about doing it. I will say it's not easy. And everyone asked me, what program do you use? I mishmashed different programs that work for me. And honestly, I went to Barnes Noble grab some books that fit my kids' learning styles, and we do workbooks. And then we go apply it outside. Like, see that fish? What is that fish? Let's look it up. Let's look, what does it look like? Does it have stripes, spots? Okay, let's, let's figure it out. And how does that fish have a role in our environment? It's applied learning. They retain better, though. They retain yeah. everything. Yeah, they retain yeah. better. For sure. Yeah, application. Well, yes. Think about it. You go to a school, right, in a classroom setting. I mean, sometimes, at best, you're in a class with 18 other kids and one teacher. Yeah. you got one-on-one teacher to student yeah. ratio. I mean, two, two on no one. No pressure. Right? You you really only have a 20 minute window, like real strong, at least for my kids at five and seven attention span where they're really, really listening to you. After that, it's, it's more a patience like game. Who's more patient. And so we do chunks of school. And I I've also kind of seen this at home. We'll go to lunch with friends. The kids don't their friends don't have any time to just play. The kids get to play a lot and they play together. And the farther we're out um, cruising and the, the longer we're out cruising, the less they go to their iPads. <laughs> I was just going to move on to cruising a little bit because you guys have been up and down the East Coast, right? Correct. And a little bit in the Bahamas. Is that sort of where you are at this point? Yeah. We've You've got big like, plans, right? Yeah, we've done about 8,000 miles. Yeah. And we've gone up and down the East Coast twice. And then to the Bahamas and back, and then to the Exuma Islands and back. And Brooke, you have your your hundred ton captain's license, right? Correct. It gets uh, she's she's always telling me what I should be doing, which is helpful. 
My wife does the same thing. I miss, well, I will say, I did miss. Uh, it I is did, the secret to a happy marriage. I'll let you know. Yes. Yeah, no, I did. I did miss a buoy one time and yeah. that really didn't help me out. And that uh, there was a sandbar on the other side of that buoy. So we went um, aground. Yeah, it all worked out. But I but I rely on I rely on her navigation skills. I really do. And you're on this 55 foot ocean going vessel and you've got some big plans. I understand, you know, where are you yeah. headed? What, what's your, what's your dream here? <laughs> well, our plans as most cruisers would agree on change all the time. And originally we were so, we were like, we're going to circle around the world in like a year or two years. Like we got this. That didn't happen obviously. And then, um, then we were going to go to Europe the next season. We got this and then we changed our plans. And now, so no promises, but as of right now, we're, we're heading out down, uh, bypassing the Bahamas and going straight down to the Caribbean for the next four months or so. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then from there, we're going to make our way through Panama Canal. It just depends how much we're able to see uh, before we go through the canal. We understand there's a lot to see on this side, so we might as well take our time. Take so we've time. reined it in and slowed everything down a little bit. I think in the there, mm-hmm. I kind of think there's different types. Uh, you have these ideas before you're actually on a boat of what you want to do. And in the beginning, I think I had the idea that, you know, we can get this done, mapped it out. And I didn't consider weather. I didn't consider out what I want to see when I get there. And I, and I map these things out and I think, oh yeah, you can do this in two years. You and then, could. and then I realized after maybe our first season and you might have something go wrong and you realize, we you realize that yeah. when you are out there off the East coast, you're in a different area where there's not the same services that you have here that you really have to have that knowledge to make things yeah. happen yourself. It and wouldn't you have to be, be safe at that point. You want to have a better understanding of your engine, a better understanding yeah. of all of the components of your boat. And then. So I think that there's a lot of people that do do circumnavigations, but they do it because they don't really understand the full magnitude of what they're doing until they're halfway around and then they can only come back. Right. So, <laughs> so, and then, and then I think for us, I think we figured that out. We figured out all the things that we want to know before we do it. And that's what we're, we're gaining that knowledge on. Yeah. And then we'll be able to, and we're, we are doing it, but yeah. we're just going a little bit slower. Sometimes. Than, yeah. Ignorance can be bliss, like truly boating. As one of my friends who's a sailor, as time goes on, she made a statement on her on her video. And she's like, I'm so fearful now. I'm like, the more I know, <laughs> like the scarier it is because I've seen all these things go wrong. But you also I talked about it before. You you the only way to really replace fear is through experience. And it's really true. You just chip away. And before you know it, you, you really you learn a lot quickly just jumping into it. We've been through some crazy stuff, too. We've been through some really big seas and crazy storms, lightning storms, you know, engine problems. And it just whatever happens is always going to happen in the middle of the night. But it's not so scary anymore, though. It's right? not. Yeah. No, you have to learn to just, OK, let's let's figure out a solution. That's the other good thing with kids is they're good problem solvers. And they make plans. I mean, we were talking about this last night, like with Rooney, our daughter. She's like, okay, here's the plan when we get home. We're going to go down the dock. Then we're going to get onto the boat. Then I'm going to go get my pajamas. (laughs) Then I'm going to shower. Then you're going to read to me. Then I'm going to go to bed. So I have energy for tomorrow. 
Like, it was really cute. I think it was so that she could play with her Legos before she went well, to bed. Whatever it was, I really <laughs> liked it. Yeah. Yes. That's my next question. How many Legos do you have aboard this boat? Oh, look at the scars on the bottom of my feet. <laughs> I'm stepping on them. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We were, we were up in the pilot house. Um, both of us were up there and the kids were down below and we were doing a two-day passage or something. Yeah. And um, we leave the kids alone for a while. And we... That might say oh, they're responsible. The doors are all shut they're and fine. you can hear them if the doors open. We know they're not going outside. So, um, yes. but the kids had made in one and the stairwell that goes up to the pilot house, to the salon, they had put blankets on the stairs and turned this into like a slide. Oh, that's right. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Is it still there? And yeah. Uh, yeah. And they were and just sliding down. Now, exactly. Just sliding Come give it a down. try. It was, it was funny. Yeah. They're very creative and they've made our whole salon into a fort as well, as far as um, putting a living room, a TV. Penn was asking for a tiny toilet, so he had a bathroom in there. I want to shift gears and talk about work-life balance. You both still work. What challenges have you encountered in making that transition, you know, coming from a traditional office setting to now working full-time from the boat? Oh, it's having having a work schedule is is more difficult than I ever anticipated. So um, you try to set up a meeting, I'm gonna have a meeting at three o'clock. And then that's a little bit more doable if you're at a dock, but we don't really like being at a dock that much. Yeah. So when you're not at a dock, that always seems like the time when something comes up, like uh, the bilge has is counting too many times or just something on the totally, on a good side of things, um, there's a shark, like a nurse shark going around the boat, which is, is fine good? in the Bahamas. I mean, you're not, you're yeah, not worried. Right. I mean, that's, that's a sight to see. I'm going to have to push that. Can we say call. dolphin yeah. or whale? But a dolphin. A okay, shark. a dolphin. For you, it's a dolphin. Yeah, it's a dolphin. And, and you don't really want to get on that call, especially when you got people Let's on the outside. Brayden will find anything for the dolphins. to not have to sit down and do that. But... Or the internet goes out, right? Like that's. I like, think internet. Yeah, that's very real. In the it's in the Bahamas, real. it just turns out the towers down. For well, the day. and like yeah. what we don't show is like the the behind the scenes and how challenging it really. It is challenging to make it all flow and make ends meet and everything. But I think it's doable for anyone. You just have to scale it. That cost replacement, you know, for the boat that works for you and the distance traveled and and all of that. What's been your most pleasant surprise? I think for me. It's the I'm super content hanging out at our house, which is our boat. Anyone that knows me back in Newport, I scheduled everything down to the minute. I was that crazy person that was never home. Like I was that person running around insane amounts like in the day. And Braden, Braden can, can agree with that. And now there's times where I don't even step off the boat until like dinner. You so know. it's taught you a life lesson how to it's maybe slow down slow and smell the roses. Down exactly. What about for you? I'm curious what you're gonna say. Um, what I what I'm pleasantly surprised about with mm -hmm. the boat. I <laughs> that we're still here. Uh, no, no. I <laughs> I think that uh, <laughs> we haven't sunk yet. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't worry about that at all. I think one of the things that is huge benefit is to be in all of these different locations and to see different sites. And then to have, have you ever gone on a trip and you wish you would have brought something different in your suitcase, right? Well, we don't, we just yeah. have it there, yeah. right? Like everything's you always everything. there. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And I think that like that, that's amazing. I think that, um, so we went to, um, someone told us, uh, I, I didn't want to do this because I, 
I don't like to spend that much money on dockage. But someone said, well, go when you go to the Bahamas, just go overnight and just go to the Atlantis. Yeah. They have a really slick customs program. And they do have a slick yeah, customs program. And so we went there and we ended up... Um, you know, the problem with the something like that is that you'd get sucked in and you don't leave as soon as you should, would have, would have thought windows. you were going to leave. But, uh, but I get sucked in and I'm sitting there and walking both of my dogs through the Atlantis hotel. And this isn't like, there's not a lot of dogs here, right? Like, I'm just like, right. and I'm not, I'm not, I'm obviously not from Nassau. I'm just this guy that yeah. doesn't look like he belongs with these two dogs yeah. just walking through, uh, through this hotel. And I think that that's just funny to me that you're just this is just this is life this isn't uh, this isn't necessarily a vacation it's just yeah. it's just what you do for our listeners if they want to follow you and find out more about what you're doing i understand there's a pretty easy way to do that yeah we have a, a youtube channel it's aboard mermaid monster and then facebook the same title aboard mermaid monster we also send out a newsletter every month uh, and you can sign up for that on our website which is aboard mermaidmonster.com Thanks to the Palmer family for joining us today. Definitely look forward to seeing more from you on your YouTube channel as we follow your tracks around the world on Mermaid Monster. Hey, you gotta come try the blanket slide. I know, right? <laughs> season two. Yeah, season two. <laughs> Brayden, Brooke, it's been a great pleasure. Thanks for being with us on Trawler Talk. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed spending some time with the Palmer family and hopefully for anyone thinking of cruising with your kids that you picked up a few tips. When it comes to living aboard, really, to anyone wondering whether long-range voyaging with the kids is a good idea, everyone has different theories on what works. The only way to know is to do. Bottom line, after today's session, I think we can all agree that regardless of your experience or your children's ages, if you love the lifestyle, the kids' stuff comes much more easily. Happy cruising, everyone. For Trawler Talk and Passage Maker Magazine, I'm Andrew Parkinson.